Welcome to the Love Reaching Community's Sermon of the Week. For more information pertaining to the life of the church, please visit our website at lrcchurch.co.za. All right. So good to see that a lot of people were encouraged to read the book of Exodus. Right? I was also encouraged. Thank you, Lainey. That was a good word last week. So I don't know about you, but uh, some of the most prominent emotions that I've experienced while reading the book of Exodus was a little bit of frustration. Okay, now I'm lying. A lot of frustration and a lot of anger at these Israelites, these stupid, I mean, sad (laughs) Israelites. These Israelites, um, God took them, I mean, God took them through the Red Sea, right? God split the Red Sea open for them to go through. Right after they go through the Red Sea, they start complaining about them being hungry. And hey, like, Moses, did you bring us out here to die? I'm like, guys, you just saw the Red Sea split open, and now you're already complaining whether God is with you or not. And if that's not enough, eventually when when they got to the mountain, where God wanted them to worship him, God appeared to them in clouds of fire and smoke. And in Hebrews 12 verse 21, it says that the sight was so terrifying that Moses said, I tremble with fear. And not long after that, they went to Aaron and said to Aaron, Aaron, make for us gods that will go before us. Because as for Moses and that God, we don't know what happened to them. And then... (laughs) I can just imagine God wants to press the reset button. Like, give me a new people. Now, the Israelites had a big eye problem. They had an eye infection. You see, if God says that he will never leave you or forsake you, the problem is not whether he is with you or not. The the problem is how are you looking at your situation. And the way to fix this eye problem of us is to take God's word and to mix it with faith. The Bible says that it is impossible to please God without faith. And so sometimes we might not experience, we might not feel God, but we need to know that he is there. And I want you, I want this morning, I want, want to show you the way that the Israelite looked at things. And I want to show you the way that God looked at things. So the way that the Israelite looked at things in the book of Exodus, in the beginning, was we are slaves. Okay? If God loved us, he would have cared for us. He would have looked after us. Okay? Look how these people are treating us. If God was here then this would have never happened. I don't feel loved, so God doesn't love me. I don't feel cared for, so God must not be caring for me. Can any of you guys relate? I can. Now I want to show you the way that God looked at things. In Genesis 12, God gave Abraham a promise. He said to Abraham that your offspring will be like the sand of a sea. It will be like the stars in the sky you won't be able to count your offspring. And in order for the nation of Israel, for Abraham's descendants to grow big enough into a nation, God thought, let's send them to Egypt. 
There they will have enough land. There they will have enough food. There they will have enough um, space to grow into this big nation so that they can go and possess their promised land. And uh, God thought, well, I'm going to use my servant Joseph. I'm going to give him gifts. I'm going to give him talents so that he will be able to stand before the greatest king of their time. So God gave Joseph dreams. God gave him interpretations. God gave him um, his stewardship in order so that he could take care of a lot of things, of the nation. And so Egypt, God used Joseph to, to open up the gates so that the nation of Israel could go into Egypt. And God used Egypt as an incubator, right, for the nation of Israel to grow into a big nation so that they could go and possess their promised land. Now, I don't know if you know, but if Israel was only 20,000 strong, any nation could have just come and wiped them off the earth. So God used the greatest nation of that time to multiply the Israelites, to, to give them provision so that they can survive, so they can grow, and also to give them protection because Egypt was the greatest nation of that time. And on top of that, God blessed the nation of Israel so much that... <laughs> God blessed the nation of Israel so much that he knew he blessed them for the nation of Israel. So when Israel exited the land of Egypt to go to their promised land, God said, I will bring such fear over Egypt that they will just hand over their possessions. And the prophecy that God gave Abraham in Genesis 15, verse 13 to 14 came true, that they will exit that land with great possessions. So who of you have noticed that when you come out of winter, you start seeing a little bit of ants, a little bit of ants here, a little bit of ants there. The more that you progress towards summer, the more ants you see, right? And all of a sudden you realize that you, you, you can't even put your plate on or leave your plate on the table or even leave food on the kitchen counter. Because then you realize you've got an ant problem, right? So that's what happened to the nation of Israel. While Israel was multiplying in Egypt, the Egyptians all of a sudden realized that we've got an Israelite problem. <laughs> and so to deal with this Israelite problem, what Egypt did was they, they thought, let's put Israel into slavery so that they don't multiply and so that we can keep them here so they can work for us. And we read about this in Exodus 1 verse 9. Pharaoh said to his people, Behold, the people of Israel are too many for, and too mighty for us. Come, let us deal shrewdly with them, lest they multiply. And if war breaks out, they join their enemies and fight against us and escape our land. So in total, the Israelites was in, in captivity for a total of 119 years out of a 430 years that they lived in Egypt. And I've, you've probably heard this question a lot. Um, what comes first? Is it the baby or the birth pains? Is it the baby that causes the birth pains or is it the birth pains that causes the baby? 
right? It's, 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 a, it's a stupid question. But the fact that Israel was experiencing birth pains meant that something big was coming. The fact that you are experiencing birth pains means that some stuff is about to go down. I wanted to say go out, but it's <laughs> not the time. <laughs> you see, it's all about perspective. The way that you look at things will determine whether you will enjoy the race that is set before you or not. So the purpose of me telling you all of this is that I want you to know that there's a time and a place for everything. Okay, God is a mastermind. God knows what is and he knows what needs to be. He knows where you are and he knows where you need to be. All he wants you to do is trust in him. He just wants you to trust in him, abide in him. We need to realize that God's got us. So the title of my message this morning is God's Kind of Timing. Moses in his life went through three major seasons, namely a, a season of calling, a season of um, preparation, and a season of commissioning. The problem is not that we go through these seasons. The problem is that we are unable to identify the season that we are in, and because of that, we are hindering the plans of God in our lives. Now, God's season is not like our season. Our season only lasts for three months at a time. Okay? Because of that, I have this hope inside of me. It brings joy to my life knowing that summer is around the corner. Amen. Hallelujah. God's seasons doesn't work like that. God's seasons can last for years before you go on to the next season. We need to know that as we walk this journey with God. So the first season I want to talk about is the season of God's calling. I think sometimes people overcomplicate this whole thing about um, God's call. But it's really very simple. So Moses received his call when he was 40 years of age. We read that in Acts 7 verse 22 to 25. We get a little bit of insight. And this was when Stephen was giving a speech before the council just before they stoned him. So... If you've got your Bibles, you can read with me. Turn to Acts 7, verse 22 to 25. It says, when he was 40 years old, it came into his heart, now talking about Moses, to visit his brothers, the children of Israel. And seeing one of them being wronged, he defended the oppressed man and avenged him by striking down the Egyptian. He supposed that his brothers would understand that God was giving them salvation by his hand, but they did not understand. So we sometimes expect to hear a voice from above. Duan, your calling is this. But that's not how God works. Not always. God can speak to you like that. But God puts desires in our hearts that leads us right to our destiny. And so, here Moses have, a, have his calling from God um, to help his brothers and sisters. 
And he does what most of us do sometimes. We just carry on and do our own thing, how we think this should work out. And here's the thing, if we wait on God's timing, God will fight for us. His purposes in our lives will be established by His strength. But if we try to do it on our timing, that means that we're going to have to do it out of our own strength. And who of you know that that never, never works out? Never. It's like beating a, a tree out of season. And telling this tree, give me fruit. I want fruit now. Is it going to give you fruit? No, it's not going to give you fruit. And sometimes we realize that that tree that we're beating is ourselves. Now, the mission is never to do something for God. The mission is to do something with God. God wants you to do things with Him. And when we do things with God, we will bear fruit in our season. And the amazing thing about fruit is, it comes naturally. You don't have to force it. So if you've got your Bibles, please open up to Psalms 1 verse 1 to 3. This passage explains it really well. Psalms 1 verse 1 to 3. It says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. He's like a tree planted by the streams of water that yields its fruit in its season. And its leaves does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. What is the lesson here? If you receive your calling, whether it's in 10 years from now or a year from now, delight yourself in the Lord, meditate on him day and night, and let the fruit of it come in its season. Let God bring forth that fruit. Now, too many of us become so impatient that we keep beating this tree to give us fruit. And we behave like brats. Like, God, I want this now. Give it to me. And we force this thing. And we think that because God has told me to have this, I must have it now. Or because God told me to do this, I must do it now. But we never bother to, to go and ask God, God, is this the right time? We make the same mistake. God puts this desire in us. Okay, He might put a desire or a calling in us to, to um, buy a car, to buy a house, start a family, to marry. Um, he might put a desire in you to go into the nations, be a missionary. And if we don't have a patience to wait for it, one of two things will take place. The first thing is, it will either scar you so bad and hurt you so bad that when the actual call of God comes, you'll be so hurt and that you, don't, you wouldn't want to walk in that call. And we see that in the life of Moses. Moses, his call came when he was 40 years old. He messed it up badly. He ran to Egypt. He was in, uh, in he, yeah, he ran away from Egypt. He was in the desert for 40 years tending sheep. Then God appeared to him to commission him. God said, go to Pharaoh and tell him, let my people go. Well, what was Moses' response? God, I don't want to go. Send somebody else. 
And so he, Moses started thinking of any excuse that he could come up with. And God started getting angry at him. And God told him, Aaron will be your voice. And so it was so close for Moses to walk away from his call. What a mistake that would have been. Because he acted too soon. The second thing is that if we don't rely on God, we will create Ishmael's in our lives instead of Isaac's. Now, the thing about Ishmael's is that it goes with you throughout your whole life. You can't get rid of it. Sometimes we make mistakes that, that cuts deep. And unfortunately, we have to deal with it for the rest of our lives. We need to find out what is God's timing. Just be with God. Guys, God just wants you to rest in Him. The second season that I want to talk about is this season of preparation. Now, I think this is probably one of the uh, most important seasons that you will find yourself in. In order for you to grow in God, you must grow close to God. Now, Bruce McAlpine mentioned, said something in the line of this in our leaders meeting a week or two ago, that in order for you to go up, you must go down first. The taller the building, the deeper their foundations. And in this season, God is all about building character in your life. In this season, God is preparing you to withstand the storms that will go hand in hand with your calling. If you are unable to withstand the storms or handle the trials and testing of this season, you will be unable to handle the call of your life. So this is quite an important season. If I have to explain what the season looked like, it's almost the exact opposite of what you're calling or what the promise looked like. So God called Moses to deliver and rule a nation. Instead, Moses was in the desert for 40 years tending sheep. Can you imagine the frustration? God might call you to be a CEO of a company. The next thing you know, you lose your job. My, God might call you to be single, or to, to marry one day. And the next thing you know, years went by and you're still single. God might be calling you to the nations. And the next thing you know, you sit at a desk job eight hours a day. So, what we need to know in the season, like I said in the beginning, God's got you. Even though things doesn't work out the way that we want it to work out, God's got you. He knows what you need. He knows what is and He knows what needs to be. He knows where you are and He knows where you need to be. Just trust in Him. He's got you. Now, don't waste the season, guys. Like this season of trials and tribulations, don't waste it. God wants you in this season to grow close to Him. He wants you to be with Him. And if we don't learn the lessons that He wants to teach us in this season, we will prolong this season. We will prolong this season of trials and tribulations unnecessarily, and we will all, we will completely miss the train to our calling. 
When we look at Moses, we can say that Moses was a humble person, Moses was a courageous person, Moses was a teachable person, a caring, obedient person. Where did he, te- where did he learn all these qualities? In the desert. I don't think that it would have been possible for Moses to, to take the Israelites out of Egypt if it wasn't for the desert season. Because I can imagine that Moses um, being a prince of Egypt back in his day, I think he was quite an arrogant chap. And if God used him straight away, he would have probably ruled Egypt, Israel, like, you, like, like Egypt. And it wouldn't have worked the way that God wanted it to work out. And if you feel like you are in a desert season, guys, ask God, what is the lesson that you want me to learn? Don't just throw your hands up and quit. Okay? God's got a plan for you. The book of James says, Count it joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, because the testing of your faith will produce steadfastness. So I want to encourage you that the harder your test, the bigger your call. The reason why you pay an arm and a leg to go to the doctor is because their test was much greater than the person who just studied for two years. (laughs) So the longer and harder your test, the greater your call. Be encouraged. The third season I want to talk about is a season of commissioning. I love how God brings us into this season. The Bible uses words like instantly, it appeared, immediately, all of a sudden. It's amazing. If you've got your Bibles, you can open up to Exodus 3 verse 1 to 4. Now it says... Now Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. And he led his flock to the west side of a wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. He looked and behold, the bush was burning, yet it was not consumed. And Moses said, I will turn aside to see this great sight, why the bush is not burned. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called him out of a bush, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. And what's so amazing to me in this passage is that Moses, while looking after the sheep, saw this great sight and he decided to respond. When most of us, when we go through our season of preparation, we are so consumed with how can God do this to me that we completely miss God in our lives? We can go through our day, our day-to-day things, and we can see a burning bush. We can walk right past that bush and go on with our stuff and completely miss God in our lives. When we have this attitude, like, like I said, God can be right with you and you will miss him. Now, when, when Moses saw this burning bush, 
It says in verse 3 and 4, I will turn aside to see this great sight, why the bush is not burned. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called him out of a bush, Moses, Moses, and he said, here I am. You see, only when Moses positioned himself to hear, towards God, did he hear God call him, calling out to him. Only when we position ourselves to God, do we hear God calling out to us. See, that was the test. The test wasn't to see whether Moses can do this or whether Moses can do that. The test was to see that if the pawpaw hits the fan, will you turn towards God? See, if you receive glory, will you give it to God? When things get tough, will you keep turning to God or will you just carry on doing your own thing? That was the test. So Moses had this burning bush experience and God commissioned Moses, said to Moses, Moses, go tell Pharaoh that to let my people go. And when Mo, we see that when Moses went to speak to Pharaoh, all hell broke loose. Okay? Now, Moses, that used to be a prince in the nation of Egypt, came back. Okay? They saw him as a coward because he killed an Egyptian. He ran away for 40 years. Now he's coming back. And now he's demanding that millions of people, all of Egypt slaves, go with him to worship God in the mountain. Now, you can imagine that Pharaoh was probably thinking, the nerve to come here and to tell, ask me or to tell me to let the people go. And on top of that, Pharaoh increased the burdens of the Israelites. And Israel started complaining to Moses and said, what have you done? You are making our lives miserable. You are, you are bringing curses in our lives. Now, any normal person here would probably think that, man, I must have not heard God's voice, right? Or you might be thinking, I should have never done this. Let's run away again for another 40 years. But see, this was what God was preparing Moses for. God was preparing him for his calling. So when the fires and the, and the pawpaws came, he was able to stand strong because he has learned to turn towards God when the trial comes. And because of this, Moses was able to take, to bring all the Israelites out of Egypt. With every stumbling stone, with every stumbling block that he faced, he kept turning towards God. And because of that, the Israelites was freed from captivity. And if there's anything that I want you to take home today, it's this. That God is a good God. He loves you. He cares for you. If you are his child, his promises stand firm. If he said that he will never leave you or forsake you, he meant it. The fact that you might be going through a tough season doesn't mean that God has left you. 
It just means that he's preparing you for something great. Now, we need to change the way that we look at things. This will determine whether we will actually enjoy it or not. You see, you can have perfect peace in the midst of a storm, depending on how you look at things. If you put your trust and your faith and your hope in Him, you're going to have a pleasant journey. It doesn't matter how tough it is. You'll have a good journey, a journey where you can grow close to God. Now, God is getting you ready for your calling. Will you respond? Shall we stand? Let's close our eyes. I feel like there's three groups of people that God wants to deal with this morning. The first group is the people that might think that they're too old for God to use them. That might think that, you know, I've, I've missed out on all these years and it's too late for God to do something through me. I want to tell you that it's never too late. Moses was 80 years old when God commissioned him. 80 years old. You're not too old. And God wants to, God wants to establish that in your life. He wants to reaffirm his calling and his purpose in your life. The second group of people is people who might have hurt from their past. Wrong, mis- wrong decisions and mistakes that they have made that might have caused some pain, that might have caused some fear for the calling that God has for them. God wants to heal you from that pain. And the third group of people is people, God wants to refresh me. God wants to refresh you. Man, if you've been going through this season of testing, Just allow God to come and refresh you this morning with His Holy Spirit. Can I just ask that if you belong to one of of those groups, can you just raise up your hands? Now, we are a community. We are a family church. And I want us to pray together. And if you're standing around somebody with their hands raised, can you just... Put your hands on them. Let's pray for them. 